Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey, how are we? I'm doing well, you know, actually. (laughs) I feel like I had a good week. I'm feeling good today. I watched both the shows and took notes on both the shows. So I'm in a good mood. Before I get started, congratulations are in order. My dear Tomlin, who actually hasn't been on feathers in my hair in quite a while, should remedy that. We should definitely remedy that. But Tomlin got married yesterday. Also, Tori, Janelle's on-again, off-again best friend, got married yesterday. And um, knowing that Janelle, and not Janelle, that Tori and Tomlin share a wedding day is really, that's really special to me personally. I know it's special to Tomlin as well, but that's really excited. So Mazatov to Tomlin and Joe. I'm so happy for you. Her pictures are stunning. She eloped in the Berkshires. It looked beautiful and fabulous. And she had this super cool photographer who took incredible pictures that look like she's on a fashion shoot and not just at a wedding. They're just perfect. But yeah, that's the big teen mom news of the week that Tori got married. (laughs) I think something else happened. I feel like I posted something on my Instagram. You know, I just like I'm not updating my Feathers Instagram account that much because just not that much is happening. All that happens is like Janelle posts on TikTok. Like (laughs) it really feels like all that happens. It's honestly a little embarrassing the way people track her TikTok and the way people talk about her TikTok videos. So everything that she posts on TikTok, TikTok gets posted to Reddit. Now, you guys know I'm a big TikTok head in general. I would call myself not an early adapter of TikTok. <laughs> like I wasn't on Musical.ly, but I was definitely on TikTok pre-pandemic for probably got on TikTok in mid-2019 would be my guess. So not an early adapter by any means. But I love it. It entertains me. It's shortened my attention span to an alarmingly short rate. Remember when I first started watching YouTube and then I felt like I couldn't really watch TV shows anymore and now I barely can watch a whole YouTube video. I can watch about 30 to one minute long clips, like even a three minute long TikTok. I'm like, this is is a little long. So that's upsetting and alarming, but also it is what it is. I am watching some TV. I'm watching Only Murders in the Building. Do you guys like that? It's cute. I call it the Selena Gomez show about a podcast. (laughs) I did buy a pleather trench coat because I was really feeling the vibes of Selena Gomez's leather trench. I'm sure a real leather trench that she wears. By the way, I know I've talked about this on the podcast before. I do not use the phrase vegan leather. Vegan leather is pleather. It's plastic leather. I know there are some forms of vegan leather that are like leather that are like cork based, but uh, for the most part, it's just pleather. Um, the marketing fucking genius that came up with the phrase vegan leather, like truly my hat's off to you because it's pleather, but I got it from Shein or do some people call it Thor Shine? I call it Shein. That's how it's spelled, Shein. It was like $30. It's green. It's so cute. I'm watching that. I am trying to watch Ted Lasso. Is it not just the movie Major League? Like I Why are more people not talking about that? I watched the first episode a while ago. I didn't get into it. I tried again last night. I watched it. It was fine. I think I'll try and give it a second. Like, I'll I'll watch the second episode. But, like, it's just Major League. A hot woman sports team owner tries to ruin the team. Like, that's literally the same exact plot of the incredible movie Major League. So... I don't know. People fucking love it, though. I think that's all. I really haven't been watching. I feel like there's nothing. Should I watch Squid Games? Here's the thing. I asked this on Twitter, and people said they liked it despite these things. I don't like... Well, I like some suspense, but, like, I don't like horror. I don't like bloody or gory things. I hate action. (laughs) I really don't fuck with, um, with fantasy at all. Like, I watched Hunger Games. Hunger Games was fine. First Hunger Games is randomly like my dad's favorite movie, so I've seen it once or twice. It was fine. 
I don't know if I've seen more Hunger Games. Yeah, I think I watched the second and the third. I don't think I watched all the Hunger Games. There are four Hunger Games, right? Like, I don't think I watched all of them. I just don't really like all of the things that I think Squid Game features that I'm feeling a little left out. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll try and watch that. And I'll probably have to watch it with the the dubbing on because I don't do well with subtitles because of my ADD and too many I like have to be able to scroll while I watch TV which sucks really limits stuff like if I'm in a theater I'm totally fine with subtitles it's not reading (laughs) I can read uh, despite you know what you may have heard I I do have the ability to read (laughs) I just don't do great with subtitled shows how did I get here Janelle TikToks I like TikToks okay so as I've talked about, Janelle does very well on TikTok. I think a big reason is that a lot of people who get her TikTok videos, like, remember her, if they even do, if they're old enough. Like, we need to remember, like, a core audience on TikTok was born in the year 2007. Isn't that scary? But, like, like, if you're born in 2005, you're 16 years old. So make with that what you will they were literal babies when teen mom 2 aired but a lot of the people on tiktok either like watch teen mom like seasons one and two and haven't kept up at all and don't know about anything um or they are similar to janelle and they don't care that she's a racist like child abuser people a lot of people don't care about those things you know we have lizzo over here saying that chris brown is her favorite person in the world despite the fact that he like beats every woman he's ever seen in person. So people just don't care about these things the way that we want them to. They just don't. And so like Janelle does very well on TikTok and they'll always post her TikTok videos and be like, she should be murdered like that. That's the sentiment, which whatever. Fine. If you believe Janelle should be murdered, that's your business. Um, But it's almost embarrassing, honestly, like the way that people don't understand TikTok trends and like then try and dunk on Janelle for just doing like a simple TikTok trend. Like she did that one that was like, where's my money, Steven, you know, with the snapping and people are like, oh my God, she must be broke. And it's like, well, she's broke, but like not because she's making this TikTok video. It's just a trend. And then the other comments are like, I don't even understand like why anybody would find this a funny, like who wants to watch someone just lip syncing? And it's like, okay, well, like this particular video that Janelle has made, like, isn't really funny. Yeah. But like, it's just a TikTok trend. A lot of the people that do them are funny. It's the same people. Like I saw a bunch of comments, especially on Reddit, which like, LOL, this week when Instagram and Facebook went down that were like, if you notice that Instagram was down, like you have a serious problem. Social media is not real life and you need to get a life. It's true. Like people brag about not going on social media are truly like the 2021 version of I don't even have a TV. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, it's one thing, like, a bunch of my friends are like, oh, I was so busy all day. I didn't notice. Like, I just had a super busy day at work. Like, fine, reasonable. But, like, this incessant need to brag about how little you use social media or how little you use TikTok or how little you understand trends just makes you look like a fucking loser, honestly. (laughs) Someone on Blog Snark recently commented something like, um... That they were too busy to keep up with an influencer because they've been reading a 50 chapter book or something like that. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> okay, we get it. We get it. You can read. Congratulations. I don't know where I'm going. I'm not going anywhere with this, actually. I just find like this need for people online, especially talking about the show Teen Mom, bragging about how little they understand current social media trends to be so annoying like congratulations you are 
like the idea that you're somehow better than somebody that watches TikTok or makes TikToks or cares about social media or is like an Instagram influencer. Like I didn't care that much that Instagram was down because like it's not my goat. Like it's not my favorite of the social medias. Well, I did care because I specifically needed to look somebody up. But like whatever, Facebook and so and Instagram being down don't matter that much to me. But like if Twitter and Reddit went down, like I would be upset because I spent a lot of time on Twitter and Reddit. Like they are my pals, you know, like that's where I like to spend my time during the day and at night. It's where I like to spend my time online, I should say. And so people who like act like they are somehow better than everybody else, even though like they watch or have watched a show called a teen mom for like 15 fucking years closely enough that they care about this dumb show enough to get on a reddit.com and find a teen mom subreddit so they can talk about the show with other people. Ay, 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 ay. It's so funny. It's just so funny. Janelle's TikToks are, I mean, they're lame. She just does like TikTok trends. She's, Janelle's not an inherently funny person, which is why I'm uninterested in like looking at her stuff and talking about her. Janelle is funny by accident. She's funny because she's a bad person. And that doesn't really translate that well to social media, right? Like it's good on TV. Like when she's yelling at her mom, like I'm not hungover. I just, I feel sick. I have a headache and I'm going to throw up. Like that's fucking funny, but she's not doing that on purpose. Or when she's talking about the time of day that she likes to smoke weed, et cetera, et cetera. It just doesn't translate well to social media. I don't, I don't know. And she doesn't like Janelle just doesn't get my hate follow sparked anymore. She doesn't. It's boring. It's the same old, same old. Saw some people being like, Janelle's going to be really jealous that Tori married a good guy. And I'm like, anybody that's married to Tori is not a good guy. I don't I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> it's just the truth. It's just the truth. All right. Um, Since there wasn't really any Teen Mom news this week, yeah, I'm waiting for Kale to like announce a pregnancy. If Kale gets pregnant again, do you think he'll be by Chris? I think there's a 50-50 shot. I wonder what's going on with Chris's new baby. We talked about that on the show, right? We didn't just post it online that Kale posted that Chris is having a new baby in December. I'm curious about that and what's going to happen with that. (laughs) Let's start with teen mom young and pregnant. I think that's where I want to start this week. I should download my notes. I have them in Google app, but I don't like um, clicking onto not Google app. I have them in Google Docs. I sound like an old person sometimes when I talk about the computer and that upsets me. By the way, I like did some stuff with teen girls last week for my internship and let me tell you, I'm really cool. I knew all the things they were talking about. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not cool. I did know a lot of the things they were talking about though. Okay, let's start with uh, Kaya. Once again, I like I just guess I'm going to say it every week. Like, I just don't care for Kaya. I don't care for her. What I would love to see happen is for Kaya and Tiaza to go back in time and not date and figure out a way for Tiffany to adopt Tiaza. Because I really I think that's just like what Tiaza wants. I think Tiaza just like desperately wants a family and Tiffany to be her mom and I think Kaya takes advantage of that which is why it's upsetting to me I don't know I just the way Kaya treats Tiaza just upsets me this episode was nice she threw a surprise party for Tiaza it was the first time in Tiaza's life that she was getting a party where like anybody even really like making a big deal out of her birthday considering she's 20 years old I find that to be really sad Um, her family did contact her to say happy birthday nobody called her but you know, it kind of is what it is. They threw a really nice party. Um, I find this like we're not together, but we are together situation that the two of them have going on really toxic. I don't see it ending well, but they seem to have a lot of fun. I just tease is in such a vulnerable position that it's hard for me to watch. Not only is she not a more legal parent, right? Like in any way shape or form she has absolutely no rights to that child and she has now dedicated almost two years to her life as a more two 
He looks to be about two. That, by the way, Amor is a cute little baby. I feel like we don't see him that much compared to some of the other kids, but he's a cute little baby. I don't know. Like, I feel like we've never heard him talk. Like, Amor is kind of in the background of their seats, like of their segments compared to some of the other moms. Um, I feel like we don't see the babies in general as much on Team Mom Young and Pregnant. Maybe that's not true, and I'm just making that up in my head right now, just having some selective memory, but. Not only is she, you know, playing a parent to a child she has no legal rights over, she really seems to have very little to none family support. Um, she's 20, but, like, what does she do with herself? Like, does she have a job? I mean, her job is obviously being on Team Mom, right? And, like, I'm assuming they – I know they sell stuff on Instagram. I think Kaya and T is, like, really hustle on Instagram, which, like, good for them. I'm going to get into that a little more with Brie and – talk about what's going on with her and I'm confused as to why she's not trying to make more money on Instagram um so like that's their job but like I'm curious as to what Tiaza and Kaya do all day I'm focusing a little more on Tiaza just because I think Tiaza is in a much more vulnerable position like if this show ends and they break up like Kaya is going to be fine for the most part like is she going to have to like get it together so that she can like uh financially support herself and her child yeah but she will have a safety net right like her mom is never going to put her out on the street as far as we can tell like her mom and her sister are physically very supportive and that they're around a lot to help out with them more like she has a strong family network a lot of their friends seem to be Kaya's friends I like I'm, I'm just not that worried about Kaya despite the fact that Kaya isn't working like a traditional job either. Um, but Tiaza, like, I'm curious as to what she does all day with her time. I don't think they're in school, which, like, whatever. Don't care about that. School's not for everyone. But, like, and she's still very young. So, I mean, if teen mom, young, pregnant doesn't come back, which I think we all know is quite a strong possibility, like, it's fine. She'll probably just go get a job. Like, it's not like she's going to have a huge resume gap. She's 20 years old. But I just worry that like all of her eggs are in Kaya's basket because of unfortunate life circumstances and not really by choice. And that's a really vulnerable place to be. And it really makes me nervous for her. It gives Kaya an immense amount of power. Um, I already think that they have a pretty toxic relationship and Kaya's pretty abusive towards Tiaza. Um, We've seen Tiaza yell back. I feel like Tease is very just like my a lot more mild mannered in general. I don't know what she's like off camera. You know what I mean? But from what we've seen, uh, Kaya, I don't say want to say she's the abuser. I don't think that's a fair term to use in this situation. But she does seem to often be the aggressor in their fights. So I think that she holds just so much power where Tease essentially has no power. Um, even now, like that her in kaya are on the outs she's living with her father who doesn't even care to say hello to her when she walks in the door which is just heartbreaking it's just heartbreaking and yet still spending all of her time like raising someone else's child i i worry for her i really worry for her and i don't think that she has that many choices and she's at a time in her life and an age in her life where she really is very young. She's very young and she's a lot of time to get it together. By the way, I wanted to share this. I was, somebody said recently to me that they, they were talking about their mother who is 78, who's two and a half years sober, which is like pretty fucking incredible. People really truly write off the women on the show. And I know I do it too by accident. I try not to, but I definitely do it that they can never change, that it's too late, that they can't get sober. And I just want to remind everyone that like, Everyone on the show is aged, well, if we include Teen Mom Young and Pregnant 2, they're a little younger, but like on Teen Mom OG and Teen Mom 2, these girls are all between the ages of like 28 and 32. Are they 32? I think Amber's the oldest and she might be 31, but like they are so young still and they really do have a lot of time to change their lives. Now, they have children that they may cause like irreparable damage to before they change and like them changing at 40, 50 or 60 is not going to change how their children were raised in the lives that they had to live with these fucked up parents. But it is possible. It just sucks that most of them probably aren't going to change when their kids are young enough to have like a significant 
a significant change in their lives, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I just, I just am worried for Kaya. I just want a better, not Kaya, excuse me, Tiaza. I would love to see her get into some sort of education, whether it be traditional college or like a technical school and get some sort of career path going. It may not be what she wants to do forever, but I think that like, and by the way, like I don't really look at Tiaza's Instagram, so maybe she is doing this and I just don't see it. Um, I like, I follow her and I get notifications for her going live all the time, by the way. I desperately wish I could turn off notifications for people going live, like in-app notifications, you know, when you're like scrolling in and somebody goes live and it tells you like, I don't care. I am never tuning into that. I hate notifications. That's something to know about me is that like, I don't have a single app that sends me notifications. Like I have to physically manually check all of my apps except for like text messages. Oh, Shopify, let's send, uh, send me notifications. I do like to see things getting shipped to my home because I do have a compulsive shopping issue. Um, you know, it is what it is. Now that it's October, I decided I've been, I was doing really good for like a month with not really shopping. And now I, I can feel it like ramping up at this exact moment. And so I have decided to start shop for holiday gifts. I have a lot of theories behind shopping early for holiday gifts, but one is I don't spend as much if I shop early because what happens is it all gets delivered to my home and I can like physically look at how much I've bought and I'm like, oh, I actually like did get them a lot of stuff. And also, you know, you can like bargain hunt and look around and find things that you really like. So I decide I'm going to shift into holiday shopping mode. And also Hanukkah starts um, Thanksgiving, like the Sunday after Thanksgiving this year. So we're less than two months out of Hanukkah. Like Hanukkah's around, Thanksgiving is around the corner, guys. I know it feels crazy, but it really is. Before we know it, I mean, it's already almost mid-October, right? So Hanukkah is right around the corner. We're still a little further out from Christmas, obviously. Did you guys know when Christmas is? (laughs) But it kind of feeds, it makes me feel better if I feel like I have to shop and at least I'm shopping for someone else and I love to give gifts. So yeah. Oh, in-app notifications, which I could turn those lives off. Sometimes I accidentally click on them. It's a goddamn nightmare. But I just hope that Tease is like doing something so that she's able to gain some more independence. I'm sure she's making like an okay amount of money from Teen Mom. I hope she's making an okay amount of money on Instagram. But I would really like to see her not just get her money right so she could like move out on her own and not be physically dependent on either Kaya or her family who seems to give no shit about her. But like I'd really like to see her maybe get some confidence that comes from having a career and some goals and some ambition that I think might be lacking from her life. And then maybe she can move away from this very unhealthy dynamic she has with Kaya. Okay, that's it for Kaya and Tiaza. Let's take a little break and then get on with our next mother. Okay, I want to talk about Brie because I've got some questions about Brie's money. <laughs> now, I understand that Brie comes from a lower middle class background. Her mom doesn't really have any money. Like, I get all that. This is not me. Like, I understand the cycle of poverty. I just want to make that clear. But she's so focused on getting a job on this show. And I'm like, okay, but like, you're doing. See, this is season three of Team Mom Young and Pregnant, right? Like, I know they weren't sure if it was coming back and filming and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not so much talking about Teen Mom. I'm talking about Instagram. So why isn't she making more money on Instagram? First, so I decided to pull up her Instagram. First of all, she has a a terrible Instagram handle. It's underscore Brianna underscore love with two E's. Remember when Team Mom Young and Pregnant first started and Jade's... <laughs> Jade's handles were like eight underscores Jade with like 18 E's. And I tweeted her. I was like, girl, you have to change your handles if you want people to find you. And she did. And I was right. Okay. So Brie has over 400,000 Instagram followers. She has 400,014. 414,000. Yeah, I think that's how you say that. You know how it's like and isn't supposed to be there. My boss always writes out. In legal stuff, you like have to write out full dollar amounts a lot, and he always writes out an and, and that's not right. Like 400 and 14,000, but I don't think that's right. 
Is that right? If it's not right, don't tell me. I actually don't want to know. Um, okay, so she has a, a lot of Instagram followers. She could be making some serious money on Instagram. I do remember she was doing Fashion Nova ads a lot, like a lot at first. I'm scrolling through now, though. Um, she really doesn't do a lot of sponsors. Here's like a flat tea tummy ad. I get it. It like sucks being an Instagram influencer. I'm not sure she has the personality for it. Um, her engagement is not great. She's getting between like five to 10,000 likes on her, um, Instagram posts, which is for 400,000 followers isn't great. You're below 10%, but it's not the worst. I think she could probably work to make that better. She doesn't really post on her grid very often, all things considered. She just like, she does not have a good Instagram presence compared to someone like Kayla or Jade or Ashley or Kale. And like, obviously she's not in the big leagues, right? Like she is on the farm team. She is on team teen mom, young and pregnant. I'm not saying that she should have like the same Instagram presence as Kale. But like, I think Kayla is a good, like, um, a good, what's it called for her? A good mirror? I, I don't really know what word I'm looking for. Alternative? Kayla has almost 600,000 followers. Okay. But her posts are getting pretty decent. Some of these posts are getting 50,000 likes. Um, she has good comment engagement. She's posting a lot of ads. She's posting a lot in general on her grid to keep herself in the algo. I just like, you know, she's doing the work. I think part of it is probably personality. I think Kayla wants to be an influencer. And I like being an influencer. I know people hate to hear this like isn't easy it's not just it's not that it's hard work it's not what's that phrase like it's not hard work but it's hard to do that's not the phrase but it's true right it's like I say with the podcast like having a podcast isn't hard <laughs> I especially like for the patreon having a patreon isn't hard especially when you consider the amount like the amount of money I make versus the amount of time I put in is ridiculous but like doing it every single week is just like I just don't feel like doing it like any other job right you're like just don't really feel like doing this and you are opening yourself up to a lot of scrutiny what I do is like so non-comparable to an Instagram influencer but it's just my only frame of reference um, you know, I had somebody leave some fucking sideways comment on a post about my nephew, like that had my nephew in it. And I like wanted to physically fight them. <laughs> Thankfully, I am in my 30s. <laughs> and I have self control. So instead of going fucking wild on them, I just blocked them and moved on. But that was one comment and it like had me shook. So I can only imagine how much someone like Brie or Kayla <laughs> who are a little messy too, like opens themselves up to when they become Instagram influencers. But like they're already getting that just by being on the show. So to me, it's like, isn't it worth it to capitalize on that and make money on that? Because Bree's storylines are always about how she can't get a job and she needs money and she can't afford to move out. And I'm like, I feel like if you worked harder at Instagram, you could move out. I mean, it's an unstable income, so it's different than getting a job. So I'm not saying she shouldn't get a job, but like if she could land herself an office job and be making like a couple thousand each month on month on Instagram, which I'm sure she can do. Like I bet Kayla is making 10,000 a month on Instagram possibly, which I know sounds crazy, but I, I really believe that's possible. Um, Brie could be doing a lot better. So hearing her talk about this is another thing with like Team Mom Young and Pregnant doesn't have the fourth wall broken, as we've discussed, which is usually fine. But like I wish a producer would step in and be like, so can you make money on Instagram? Like, why don't you concentrate on that and try for that? <laughs> I would really like that to happen. But basically, the storyline for Brie this week is that she's potty training Brayson. There's nothing really to talk about with this, except that it's really cute and Brayson is very cute and he's talking in the third person which is I mean is there anything cuter than a baby talking in the third person at one point he says Brayson says sorry <laughs> so fucking cute although she was letting him lay on her bed in underwear like without a diaper and I was like girl that 
seems like a really risky move. <laughs> like, I, no peeing in my bed allowed. No. <laughs> like, you had to go to your rubber bed to do that, your rubber sheeted bed. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. But that's really it. Um, You know, like, he goes, he's using the potty, but Bree's like, this is definitely the hardest parenting thing that I've done so far, which I could believe. All right, let's pop in with Rachel, who... <laughs> The way Rachel speaks, like her mannerisms and affect are so wildly entertaining to me. Her tone of voice, like everything about Rachel makes me laugh. I don't know what it is, but the episode starts. She wants to get her IUD out because she says she doesn't like the symptoms it's giving her. Okay, I'm not sure I believe. It's not that I don't believe that IUD can give you bad symptoms. I'm just not sure I believe anything that Rachel says. I think Rachel wants to have another baby for whatever fucking insane reason. Um, So she calls using her mom's phone because I guess Rachel doesn't have her own phone, which once again, like, girly... <laughs> you have Instagram followers like anybody with like a huge amount of Instagram followers that isn't that doesn't make enough money to like get a Cricut wireless I have questions about you know like you have access to money I mean it might be kind of shady at her level she might be having to do like all flat tummy tea ads but like so what get a phone bill paid I'm not saying she should be a mega millionaire, but Rachel can scam a couple hundred dollars on Instagram ads. She can. There's no way she can't. Um, so Rachel calls the doctor using her mom's phone and her mom, of course, sees it. And her mom's like, why are you calling the OBGYN? Because there's only two reasons that you would need to call her. Either you're pregnant or you want to get pregnant, basically. Rachel starts screaming at her and is like, you need to respect my privacy, you dumb, stupid bitch. <laughs> and Stephanie, who I do not like Stephanie, this is not a defense of Stephanie, but like the way Rachel escalates it, like so out of nowhere and for truly no reason, it's just so funny. It's so funny. She's like, fuck you, mom. I I'm 18. Rachel's obsessed with screaming about being 18, which is also just so funny. It's so funny. She's like, you need to respect my privacy. And Stephanie's like, your privacy on my phone. <laughs> She's like, I just want to know why you want to get your ID IUD out. And Rachel's like, that's my business, you dumb hoe. <laughs> it's such an unnecessarily stupid fight. It's so funny. It's so, so, so funny. So the next little segment for Rachel, the rest of the episode, is that she's fighting with Cody. She said that they're, Cody's mad at her for texting other guys. And I'm like, mm, okay. But then she says she's texting four other guys. And I'm like, I, I mean, not to defend Cody, but, like, that is a lot of people. <laughs> is it not? Like, like, that's not, I feel like that's not, like, a, totally crazy thing to be like I don't love you texting with four other guys I mean unless they're all her just her friends I don't know Rachel says she's gonna rent an Airbnb for a couple days to get some space from her annoying ass stupid home mom and so she goes to this Airbnb and Cody calls and he's like hey I'm off work early I'm gonna come by and she's like, okay, but like, are we going to fight? And he's like, well, I'd rather not. But like, sometimes you act like a narcissistic bitch. So like, we have to fight. <laughs> they are having the weirdest fight. It's like truly about nothing. They're not explaining to us what the fight is about. He comes over and he's like, I really just don't want to deal with this. And she's like, okay, but like, why are you so petty? Why are you in your feelings? Why are you so sad? Stop having feelings. Stop having emotions and just like going at him. And he's like, okay, like if you want to do this, like I'm just going to leave. Like there's no point in me being here. And she was like, you always do that. You always say you can just leave and we won't be together. Oh, Rachel's a fucking mess. I I mean, I don't really remember anything about Cody. I'm sure he's an asshole, too. I'm sure he's abusive. I'm sure he's a monster. But, like, in this fight, he seems really rational. Rachel <laughs> Rachel being like, you just need to stop having feelings, bro. Bro, just stop feeling. You have so many feelings, you little bitch. Stop. 
Oh, God, Rachel, you little mess. She also brought Hazley with her to the Airbnb, which I was kind of surprised about. I'm curious how much she has Hazley, because we know the mom raises Emerson like 24-7, which is Mallory's daughter, but I think she has Hazley a lot. Rachel wants to pretend like Stephanie doesn't have Hazley a lot, but I think she does. Uh, okay, let's talk about Kayla G now, who somebody uh, let me know she lives in Prince George County, which is not Baltimore and not two hours away from Philly, definitely closer to three hours away from Philly, but you know, it is what it is. Okay. It's a county in Maryland. If you didn't know this in Maryland, did we talk about this last week? I think I did. I'm having deja vu, but in Maryland, people talk about where they're from by their county in a really weird way. Like you're from Montgomery County, which is right. Or am I thinking of Montgomery County in Pennsylvania? I'm pretty sure it's Montgomery County and Maryland too, which is like the Bethesda area right outside of DC. Or you're from PG County, which is Prince George, or you're from Frederick. Like people just like talk about where they're from via county. It's very, I don't know, it's very bizarre. You don't do that in Pennsylvania, but or at least not where I live in Pennsylvania. Uh so she's realizing how hard it is to be a single mom, which Honestly, this upset me. So we find out she's doing Instacart right now, which is fine, whatever, makes sense with the baby, flexible hours. But she says that before she decided to get pregnant, she had full ride scholarships. She was like thinking about maybe going to the military. She had a lot of options. And this is like, what? And as I said, you know, last week, like, I don't know if it's fair for me to judge a teen mom going to a sperm bag to get pregnant versus a teen mom that gets pregnant on purpose with her boyfriend. Cause I think that's a lot more common than these accidental pregnancy teen moms would like us to believe cough, cough, Chelsea. Um, but like the idea that she had full ride college scholarships and decided, no, I think my boyfriend and I will just have a baby instead. And we'll go out of our way to have this baby is just, it's upsetting. It's really upsetting. Okay. So she and Malik are, that's his name, right? I keep forgetting what his name is. Mikkel. It's Mikkel, not Malik. Mikhail. Mikkel. M-A-K-E-L. I think it's Mikkel. So she and Mikkel are fighting. I'm like, girl, move on from him. He is not good for you. He is not good for you. But Mikel's in Florida, Florida. He's in Philly and he has a new girlfriend that he's living with already. They've been together for a month because he doesn't get along with his mom. Once again, I'm kind of wondering why he's living in Philly if his child is in Maryland and if he was living in Maryland before. I I don't really know. I have some questions about that. But I guess she lets him take baby Mecca to Philly with him, which makes sense, right? He's the father and he had promised her that like he wasn't going to bring the baby around the new girlfriend because I guess there was another girlfriend that Mikkel was bringing the baby around and uh, Kayla didn't like that which like I get I think that's reasonable I do think it's sorry I'm just gonna say it less scary than bringing like a baby around every random man um yes I know women can abuse children I'm not saying they can't but like statistically it's safer to bring a child around an unknown woman than an unknown man. It just is. It just is. But obviously, I think she's very right. Like, our baby doesn't need to be around every person that you've been fucking for a minute. Like, that's not good judgment. That's not good decision making. Um, And he's lying to Kayla about it. And he's not being honest with Kayla about it, which would really upset me. So, Kayla's really upset and doesn't want to let Mikkel bring the baby to Philly anymore, which I get. But like also, LOL, like just be honest. She keeps saying like, it's not about the girl. It's about him lying. It's not about the girl. It's about him lying. It's like, okay, but like it is about the girl. <laughs> like you can just be honest. It's it, it's 100% about the girl. We know that you're in love with him and you want to be with him. Also, like, not to circle back to this, but I love on these shows when they're like, being a mom's harder than I thought. Being a young teen broke mom is actually pretty hard. <laughs> it's like, oh, tell me more about that deep realization you're having. <laughs> oh, so funny. 
So she talks to her mom about it. Her mom is supportive of them. And I found this really interesting. Her mom comes over and she's like, I don't want Mecca going to Philly anymore. And her mom is like, well, too bad. (laughs) So I know I was like wondering last week if Mikhail was on the birth certificate. And this makes me think that he is because they're talking about Mikhail having the right to bring Mecca to Philly and the mom is very much like, look, you and Mikkel decided to have a baby together. Like, you decided to make him the father of your child, and he has a right to be with that child. You don't get to just, like, ice him out now that he is with someone that you don't like. Like, that's not – like, you don't get to do that. That's not fair. It's you made a choice. Now you have to live with it type of thing, which I think I agree with. Um, I agree that because I'm pretty sure that Kayla is doing this because she doesn't want Mikkel to be with somebody else. I don't think this actually, I don't think she's actually that worried about like Mecca being around other people. I think that this is all relationship based, which is why I agree with the mom. It's like, okay, well you chose to have a baby with Mikkel. Um, so now Mikkel gets to be a father and he lives in Philly. So the baby is going to go to Philly. Um, but at the same time, I do think it's very valid to be like, um, well, I, I'm i worried that, like, you are bringing my child around all these random strangers. I think I would be feeling that way as well, especially somebody that could be stepping in in, like, a step-parent type role. Like, baby Mecca is going to get attached. I think baby Mecca is a girl. I keep calling her a girl. I think she's a girl. You know, I was watching on my phone, and it's like I miss things. <laughs> I basically listen to these, like, I basically watch Two Mom like I listen to a podcast. (laughs) So anything that's really happening on screen is getting missed by me. And so I think they called Baby Mecca she. I don't remember, like, what Baby Mecca looks like. So if Baby Mecca is a boy to you, Mecca, I apologize, except I don't really because gender is a construct. It's not real. But hopefully by next week, I'll know if baby Mecca's a boy or a girl. But I'm pretty sure Mecca's a girl, so we're going to go with that. But, you know, you chose to have this baby. You chose to make Mikhail the – I feel like I'm calling Mikhail 17 different names, and for that, I apologize. But I'm pretty sure it's Mikhail. 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 Oh, I don't know why this name is, like, pinging in my head weirdly. It's Mikhail. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. It's hard. They bring on these new people. I don't, I don't, I don't like new people. Although I do like these people. By the way, somebody showed me that Madison had uh, taken that anti-vaxxing out of her Instagram bio, which is interesting. I hope we don't see Madison anymore. Oh, by the way, the reason she's not on the show is because they like had always, Madison says they had always been planning on splitting the show, like the season up between the two of them, but she just has a boring life. So they, they didn't have anything else to show. Which I found interesting. I hope we don't see Madison again. I'm all in on Kayla. So Kayla basically is like, well, I don't want the baby going there. And her mom is like, well, too bad. Which I think I agree with. Unless, like, she's genuinely concerned about the safety of the child, then the baby is going to be with her father. So Mikkel comes back to Maryland to spend time with them. And they have a talk about this. And Kayla's like, well, I don't want Mecca going with you. And he's like, what? He's like, I've always been a parent to this kid. Like a hundred percent. I've been here from day one. Like I, you know that I take care of this kid there. And I basically brings up like, you know, that there are actually no issues involved in me watching the kid. Like I'm a good father. She's safe. She's clean and she's healthy. And like, I'm a hundred percent capable of taking care of this child so that your concerns have to do with me and girls. And Kayla won't really admit it, but it's true. It's what's going on. That's why, like, went, but once again, I want to know, like, does she have the legal right to be like, you're not taking that baby anywhere and you're never seeing that baby again? This is a really big, important question that hopefully they'll answer soon. Maybe I, like I said, I could probably do one Google and figure out. <laughs> Let me do that. Hold, please. Okay. It's a little hard to find the specific answer, but it looks like in some counties in Maryland, uh, a second parent, same sex, ado- like a second parent adoption is allowed by a non-married couple. 
It does also say that um, in Illinois, which I believe is where Kayla lives, you can have a non-married. Oh, well, I think that's actually just same sex. Never mind. Never mind. But it's just in some counties in Maryland, uh, they could have Mikkel adopt baby Mecca without being married. However, I don't know if that's Prince George County, and I don't know if that adoption actually happened or would have taken place. So doesn't seem likely. Did you know in Utah prohibits anyone cohab- cohabitating with an unmarried partner from adopting? Utah also gives preference to married couples over any single adult adoptions or foster care placements. Yikes on a bikes. Um, okay, so I think that I think I think it's most likely a no would be my guess. Most likely a no. I'm also curious if Isaac Isaiah is going to be able to be adopted. Very curious about that. We can talk about that, Kayla, now, too. So this episode is like, is Luke going to go back to Iowa to play basketball? To which I say, LOL, absolutely not. <laughs> Kayla also says, LOL, absolutely not. Well, what I actually thought Kayla had a pretty mature mis- dis- like she had a pretty mature outlook on this. She was like, I'm not doing a long distance relationship and I'm not going to Iowa. I'm not going to stop Luke from doing it. Like he's a big boy. He can make his own decisions. I was like, yeah, I think that's right. Like having a screaming fight with him isn't going to do anything. Um, But you can let him know that you're not going there. I think that she does it a little less confrontationally than she should, but I don't think that's an unhealthy outlook that she had. So Luke is, deciding what he wants to do for his senior year of college which I didn't realize he was a senior that's great I agree he should go to college he should finish college but he should not be going to Iowa to play basketball let me tell you he got his fun time playing basketball in college and now it's over he's not playing basketball in college anymore he's not going to the NBA he's not going to play professionally anywhere as far as I'm aware I doubt he'll they'll be going to Europe for him to play professional basketball but maybe egg on my face and they will eventually but I just I don't believe it. I'm I'm sorry. Sue me. Um, this, you know, his coach comes over and he's like, well, what do you want to do for a career? And Luke's like basketball. And I'm like, maybe get a backup plan. <laughs> uh, and they go to look at a house. And basically their whole storyline is that they rent a house. Um, Luke does come to the decision that he will not be going to Iowa, which I think is exactly, of course, the right choice. By the way, they get a three bedroom house for sixteen hundred dollars. Oh, and Luke was like, I think that's a little high. <laughs> all the one bedroom apartments they're building by me are like $2,000. They're putting up all these luxury apartments. I truly don't understand who they're for. They have like these amenities that I would never want to use. They have like movie theaters and virtual golfing. It's like, I just want to pay $500 less a month and not virtually golf in my apartment complex. It's so stupid, but they live in a very rural area of Illinois from what I can tell. But I guess his goal is he's going to go, he's going to apply to the local college and try and walk on there for their basketball team, which I think is a good plan. You have two children and a wife for all intents and purposes. You don't, you, you're not going to Iowa to play basketball. The fact that Kayla followed him there the first time was nutty. And if she did that again, (laughs) she'd be an idiot. So I'm proud of her for not even entertaining that, to be honest. I'm proud of her being like, no, that that won't be happening. Luke, you can make your decision. I'm really rooting for Luke and Kayla. I'll be sad if they break up. They seem like to be pretty good partners. He seems to be really serious about their family, and that's refreshing on this show. <laughs> All right, let's pop on over to my OG girlies who had a boring week. Oh, my God. God, did nothing happen on this show this week. I took like two and a half pages of notes. I like to have over four pages of notes for a decent Feathers in My Hair episode, if that tells you anything. This was a slow week. Macy's whole segment is about them being busy with sports. Okay, and I brought this up last time. Not last time, but a time where somebody was like, it's just normal that Bentley plays on 16 travel teams. I don't care. I don't care if it's normal. It's too much. It's too much. They should be making him choose. He shouldn't be playing on so many travel teams. They travel 
every single weekend for Bentley Sports. It's ridiculous. They don't have any time. Macy's like we spend no the only time Bentley and I spend together is him doing homework, like the only one-on-one time. Um Taylor like has to take him to all these travel things while she takes the kids to other things. Jade is in f- kindergarten at this point and she's playing on a tournament like a a softball team that has tournaments. Like what? Most kids are in t-ball at that age. I don't I don't understand the seriousness of which they have these kids playing sports. No, I'm not saying they shouldn't be playing sports. Like if little Jade wants to play softball, that's great. I just don't understand how six-year-olds can have competitive tournaments. It doesn't make any sense to me to have like your kids' lives like revolve around sports like that. There is a little cute scene. Jade writes a poem, which is sweet because we know po- Macy fan- fancies her. Yeah, Macy fancies herself a poet and probably writes similar poetry to Jade's. <laughs> but she writes a poem about how she and her siblings love sports, which is cute. But like, I don't know. Is there time for school? Is there time for friends? I would imagine, I guess, most of Bentley's friends are on the baseball team with him that he travels with. But he's playing school golf, travel baseball. He has class. Like, he has a family. I don't know. I just don't know. Jen and Larry were at the baseball game which I guess they haven't been going for a while and they maybe didn't even talk to Bentley, but it's good they were there. I think it's important for Bentley that they were there. You know, they went to every single game forever. And even if things aren't great with Bentley right now, I do think it means a lot. I actually think it means a lot, even if they don't talk to him for them to just like be there. So he sees them there, you know, that like despite whatever's going on, like they care enough to travel to get to that game. That's crazy that they travel to all of those games. I had uninvolved parents, so this is all just very confusing for me. <laughs> Can't imagine a parent traveling for me to do any sort of sport, to be honest. And then, like, your grandparents, too. I don't know. They, like, take out this big family calendar to plan all their shit. And I'm like, it just feels like it's too much. I, kids should be able to have kid time. I'm sorry. It's just what I feel. And, like, there's there's no convincing me otherwise. <laughs> I don't care if every other kid is doing it too. It, there, it's too much. It just, it's too much. Kids should be in activities. It's great that they like sports, but your thirteen-year-old being on like having like twenty hours a week worth, of, basically having a full-time job playing sports is too much for most kids. I mean, we see how it burns out gymnasts. You know, like I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. Sorry. Don't you hate when people do that? Sorry. It's very, um, Ramona Singer. The only thing that happens in Cheyenne's segment is that they go and get an ultrasound where the whole family can come. Okay. That, that's literally it. (laughs) Uh, Kate starts microblading, which is great. She's taking two clients on Sundays and she fills up like eight months in advance, which is lovely. I'm so happy for her. She seems so excited. She's so happy. The woman that she's working with is really happy for her. She is microblading a client who said she was walking down the street and was hit in the face with something launched out of a rocket launcher. Did anybody else hear that? Did I hear that correctly? Um, Something similar happened to Cousin Julia once, who I feel like I haven't mentioned on the podcast in a while, but she, they were fucking around with a potato gun, which seems more likely that somebody would be hit in the face with a potato gun than a rocket launcher. I don't know. I was a little confused by that. But they were playing around with a potato gun, and I guess it, like, jammed, and Julia looked <laughs> right in it, and it went into her eye. It's not funny because, like, she really could have gotten extremely seriously hurt. But thankfully, she – all that happened was – I mean, she was hurt, but, like, she lost some of her eyebrow, but it grew back. But, like, Thank God she didn't lose an eye. My poor Aunt Sue, Julia, called her, like, sobbing, saying, like, I think I blew my face off or something like that. (laughs) Oh, so stupid. It's, like, just one of those stupid things that you do that, like, as soon as you do it, you're like, oh, my God, I just fucked up. You know, like, putting your face (laughs) right into the potato launcher. Not a good idea, the potato gun. If you don't know what that is, it's just, like, a little... Stupid gun thing that launches a potato. Google it. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. But thank God. Thank God she's okay. Like you can. She truly could have lost her eye. Or like had serious damage on her face. I don't know how she got so lucky that she didn't. It backfired. I think is the word that I'm looking for. 
she got fucked up. But there's no microblading then, so she just had to let the eyebrow grow back. <laughs> but I thought of Julia immediately when I heard that. Um, Tyler's really happy, and he makes some weird joke about Caitlin microblading his eyes, his eyebrows, and Caitlin's like, no. And I was like, oh, God. Okay. All right, so Mackenzie McKee is so stupid. I Okay, so the pre-K is suggesting that Bronx be held back a year. Now, I even have issues with this phrasing because Bronx's birthday is in August. Currently, he is one of the youngest in his class because his birthday is in August. Suggesting that he be held back to me, like, it just doesn't seem like the right terminology because if he starts kindergarten the following year, he will still be in the chronologically correct age group, right? Like, he'll be one of the older kids in his class, but probably not the oldest. And it just doesn't... Bronx is having major behavioral issues. So, to me, it just... um. It just seems to make total sense to have him start kindergarten a year later than you had planned. Bronx also had some serious medical issues as a child. Like, what is there to lose? I don't get it. She is so obsessed with him going to kindergarten. She's like, I don't want to hold him back. She even says at the end, I think he's too young to make that decision. I'm like, I think he's exactly the right age to make that decision. Like, what are you talking about? She has that school psychologist come over that's really cute and nice. Josh is there and she's like, it's the, I guess the psychologist told her it's really important for Josh to be there. Josh, of course, doesn't say a single word because, you know, what, what word would he have to say? <laughs> oh, Joshy, Joshy. But the school psychologist says that he should be held back. I mean, she doesn't say it like that, but she says, you know, all of the research shows that older children, especially boys, do significantly better than younger ones. And it's like, yeah, of course. I don't know. I like I know in some places the cutoff age is in December. So there'll be kids that were born in like December 2010 or like in August 2010, as well as December 2011 in the same class which is not the case where I'm from. I think the cutoff was like September 1st or maybe September 30th. Um, Most of the kids in my grade were like, I'm May 30th and I was definitely one of the youngest. Like it was pretty rare that anybody born in August, like anybody born in August was younger than me. You know what I mean? Like most of the August kids were older. I don't think any of the September kids were older or excuse me, we're younger. Sorry. So like I was born May 30th, 1988. If somebody was born August 30th in my class, like it was very likely that they were August 30th, 1987. If they had a September birthday, they were most definitely 87. Like that's just how it was in Pennsylvania, or at least in my school district. And I just can't imagine like what she thinks Bronx will benefit from going to kindergarten when he's having major behavioral issues, she's like, well, I told the school what he was going through. And it's like, yeah, which is why they're recommending that you wait to send him to kindergarten. Why Mackenzie, that dum-dum, thinks she knows more than the pre-K teachers really baffles me. And then she brings in a specific school psychologist to give her advice. The school psychologist is like, he should be held back. And she's like, ah, I think I don't know. I just don't want to make that call. He's just too young to make that call. Um, She does. She's like, well, I know that like a summer program would probably help. But like we travel. <laughs> the therapist definitely emphasizes that they should absolutely be doing a summer program, that he really, really needs the structure. Um, She has a lot of nice things to say about Bronx. She says that he follows directions well and like he is able to keep up with the play that she's doing, like the imaginary play. I mean, not like acting play, but basically she said like he seems pretty. It doesn't seem like there are major concerns for Bronx. I just don't understand. Like if if professionals are saying to you, hey, your kid would really benefit from doing another year pre-K, your kid is. His birthday is in August, so he will still be the same age as all of his other classmates. I just don't understand why the rush, especially when your kid has had quite a traumatic couple of years. Like he lost his grandmother. His mom was out of the picture for a minute because of her 
severe depression. They suddenly moved and he moved away from all of his family. Now he's settled in Florida. So like let and then COVID happened. Like let him have one more school year in the pre-K in Florida and like really feel established and comfortable. I just I don't understand. I just looked it up. His birthday is August 15th. Like that's so he will so be on time. You know what I mean? Like it I just I re- I don't get it. Like the solution to me seems so obvious. I think it would help Bronx. It would benefit Bronx so much. You don't like the school? Put him in a different school for that year of pre-K. You know what I mean? If this is a school issue, which she's like talked about the school and not liking the school and she has him in a new school and she claims he's doing incredible, but I, I she's a compulsive liar, so who knows? I just the idea that he's too young to make the decision to hold him back to me seems so counterintuitive. It's like, no, he's exactly the right age. It's easier now because he doesn't really know what's going on. And you just explain to him like, oh, well, we're going to do pre-K again. But he's five, so we'll be okay. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, like, that's a pretty there are obviously some kids that are born August 15th that are totally ready to go to kindergarten right like I'm not saying it's like a bad thing for your kid to be younger that's not what I'm saying at all there are some kids that it's totally fine but like I just don't see how in a case like Bronx when you're already having like major behavioral issues and life structural issues how it could hurt him to go into kindergarten at six instead of five. Like, because they're, they're going to be kids in his class that are turning six a full year before him. It's a pretty significant maturity difference. And he's already immature and he's already having behavioral issues. I think the issue is, is the school psychologist wasn't direct enough with her, which I get because it's like not her job to be like, you must hold your child back. Like, that's not the way it works usually I think for like a private school psychologist that you're bringing in um but I think that McKee is stupid and needs somebody (laughs) to directly tell her these things okay um is Amber really the only one I have left I talked about Caitlin I talked about Cheyenne I talked about Macy I talked well okay and Amber sees Leah I don't know guys I don't get it I don't get why Gary and Christina think this is a good idea I mean I guess I guess they want her to see James which I can understand that is her brother I just like I Leah does not want to see Amber she does not want Amber in her life right now I don't see how it helps or benefits Leah to invalidate that you know like I don't know I don't Leah doesn't want to see Amber she's made it so clear she does not like Amber. She does not like being around Amber. She does not want a relationship with Amber. And if that changes, that can change. But I don't really think it's to the benefit of Leah to then invite Amber over when she doesn't want her there. Amber is happy, but she's like, it's going to be awkward. You know, I'm going to tell her. Like, she talks to Tanya on the phone, who, by the way, like, they didn't put captions on for Tanya, which was a choice because you cannot understand anything Tanya says I had to like rewind and put captions on so I could understand her but Amber's like you know I'm gonna tell her I went through it and now my mom is my best friend and like because you have no other friends you cannot stand your mom what are you talking about (laughs) Amber's just so selfish she's so so oh my gosh I just hiccuped I'm sorry She's just so selfish. She truly doesn't care what Leah wants. She's like, I just need her to see me that I'm there. Oh, she says something to Tanya like, um, where I wrote this down. Uh, uh, well, a producer asks how Amber feels about Leah and she says, pain, pain, a lot of not understanding. I was there. I wasn't the best, but you know, self-medicating, but you can't explain that to a kid. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but you weren't there. Okay, so Amber, I wrote that Amber calls her mom. She tried to explain to her mom that her BF, the blah, 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 what I already said. And, oh, okay. So she's like, you know, Leah's still saying certain things, like that I wasn't there for 12 years and like, <sighs> 
you can say that, but it's not true. And it's like, well, it is true. It is true. Leah is saying it. It is true. Tanya slurs that that's a lot to be gone for 12 years. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Leah. That's really it. Nothing happened on Team Emoji this week. Um, so, you know, I hit an hour on this episode. I'm not going to stretch out the time just to talk about nothing. Hopefully next week we'll have a super fun and exciting week. I don't know. Maybe Amber will get arrested again. Maybe Kale. We need Kale to do some shit. She's been a little quiet for a couple weeks. I bet something's brewing with her. Anyway, you guys should subscribe to my Patreon. I talked about Welcome to Plathville last week. Uh, This week, I believe I'm doing an episode on Brother Husband, which was a TLC show about polygamy, but with one woman and two men, which, you know, we never get to see. It only had one episode. I'm excited to watch it and talk about it. And I believe the following week I'm going to do The Way Down, that HBO documentary about when, how do you say her last name? Shambly with the hair. My main question is, why aren't they talking about her hair more on this? I keep waiting for someone to be like, and her hair got wild, and yet they're not. If you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. Go to patreon.com slash slash Liz Explains. It's $5. You get access to like 130 episodes and all my new ones. I hope everybody has a great week and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.